0: Welcome to the Long-Term Care Insurance Q&A Podcast, brought to you by ltcshop.com, where we make it easy to shop for long-term care insurance. My name is Scott Olson. I'm your host and co-founder of ltcshop.com. I'm a certified specialist in long-term care insurance with over 25 years of experience in the industry. The goal of this podcast is to help answer the most common questions you have about long-term care insurance and to help you prepare for the future. Let's get to today's question. Today, we're continuing our series of podcasts called Long-Term Care Insurance Alternatives. So we're looking at other ways to plan for long-term care other than long-term care insurance or other than traditional long-term care insurance. And one of our principles at ltcshop.com is that we want you to get the coverage and the plan that's right for you. We don't have a one-size-fits-all approach to everyone's needs, and we treat each client uh, individually to help you get the coverage that's best for you. And in some cases, that may be traditional long-term care insurance. Other times, it may be something else. So we have a a special tool that we created on our website. It's proprietary. No no other website offers this tool. And it's called the Policy Finder. If you haven't used it yet, go to ltcshop.com and click on Policy Finder. You just have to answer a few simple questions. And if long-term care insurance is not right for you, we'll email you and tell you if long-term care insurance might be right for you, we'll email you a custom quote within a few hours. We don't need your phone number. We don't need you to speak with an insurance agent. It's simple, it's fast, it's private, okay? Now, the last time we talked, we uh, were talking about one of the more common alternatives that especially that investment advisors recommend for their younger clients is they, they recommend that their younger clients buy Roth IRAs or invest in Roth IRAs as a potential means of paying for long-term care. And we talked about why that doesn't make sense. That's probably the worst way to use a Roth IRA. Roth IRAs are wonderful. I recommend that everybody get a Roth IRA if possible and to fully fund it, but it's one of the worst ways to plan for long-term care. Now in today's podcast, we're going to talk about another common recommendation for long-term for an alternative for long-term care insurance, and that is what's called a qualified longevity annuity contract. Now that's a m that's a mouthful. Okay. Qualified longevity annuity contract. Sometimes it's called a QLAC. Q L A C Q LAC. And oh, so what is a QLAC? Well the, the, the Q stands for qualified. And whenever you see qualified, that usually has something to do with taxes, all right? So this is qualified, meaning that it's qualified retirement money, which in other words means money that has not yet been taxed. So it's money that you've put into either a traditional IRA or maybe money you've put into a 401k or a 403b. So it's money that you put into this retire, uh, into a retirement, um, savings vehicle that, and that money that you put in has not yet been taxed. All right. So that's what the word qualified means now longevity. The reason they, they call it qualified longevity is because the QLAC, it pr- promises lifetime income. So you put some of your qualified money, some of your retirement money into the QLAC, and it promises to give you lifetime income no matter how long you live it'll never stop paying you the income all right and that's where the 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 annuity means it's so it's it's growing tax deferred so even after you put the money in there it's growing tax deferred you're not paying any money on the tax and the annuity guarantees income for the rest of your life and contract because it is a contract. It's a contract between you and the insurance company. You buy a QLAC from an insurance company and they guarantee that no matter how long you live, you'll never, they'll never stop paying you the monthly income. Now the QLAC is deferred. Okay. It's, they don't, you, when you put the money into it, they do not start to pay you monthly income right away the monthly income is deferred. And you can tell them when you, you tell them in advance when you want the money to begin, when you want the monthly payments to begin. And that's why it's sometimes referred to as or or thought to be a good alternative to long-term care insurance because they say, look, we, you can put this money uh, into the QLAC and then we can, you know, you can plan on beginning receiving the benefits, the monthly benefit. Let's say when you turn age 80 or 85, and then even if you're not needing long-term care, you'll still get that money every month. And you can use that, that income every month for any purpose. You could use it to pay for long-term care if you need long-term care, or you could use it to pay for any other expenses that you have at the time. You're free to do whatever you want with the money. So recently I had I was contacted by a 60-year-old woman who she retired this year and she contacted her investment advisor, to discuss long-term care planning. She was con- she's concerned about long-term care. She has it's very important for her to protect what she's earned and to leave it to her heirs. She has children she wants to leave her money to and she does not want her 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 retirement accounts depleted because of a potential long-term care expense. So so she, you know, asked her reti- investment advisor about this. And he suggested that she put take some of her money from her 401k and put it into a QLAC. And the maximum she could put in is $135,000. That's the maximum right now, and it goes that amount goes up a little bit every year. But so he suggested she put $135,000, and he told her it's better than long-term care insurance because it'll pay the guaranteed income every month for as long as you live. Starting in in this example. He suggested she start the income at age 80 because that's when most people, most people don't need long-term care until they're in their 80s. Well, here was, she wasn't, she wasn't sure how to think about it. So that's why she contacted me. And my first question for her was, well, what if you need long-term care before age 80? Right? I mean, that's, that's the first question. Well, what if you need long-term care five years from now? That income's not going to be kicking in until you turn 80. So, you know, what if you need long-term care before then? Now, that was the first question. But the second question was even more important. And I said, well, how much is it going to pay you every month starting at age 80? That's the crux. That's the most important question. You, if you put one hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars into this QLAC today at the age of sixty, when you turn eighty, how much is it going to pay you every month? And she wasn't sure, so she sent me the the illustration or the you know the the paperwork that she'd gotten from her investment advisor, and I looked it over, and it was going to at age eighty the QLAC was going to pay her. $2,200 every month. $2,200 plus change, but it was going to be about a little more than $2,200 per month that it was going to pay her. Now, her concern is long-term care expenses and protecting her, her, her net worth for her heirs. And if the QLAC was only going to pay $2,200 per month at age 80, per month doesn't even cover half the cost of long-term care today. I mean, you know, she lives in Florida. The average cost of care in Florida right now is about $5,000 per month, a little bit more than that. So even today, $2,200 wouldn't cover much of the cost of her care, let alone 20 years from now, okay? If, if, you know, long-term care 20 years from now is probably going to be well over $10,000 per month. So the $2,200 coming from the CULAC would not be very helpful. So what did I suggest? I suggested that she keep the $135,000 invested with her other investments, because all she'd have to do is earn about 3% on that money. That would generate about $4,000 of income, and she could take that $4,000 and buy a very robust long-term care insurance policy. In fact, she could buy for for about $4,000 per year at her age because she's healthy. She could buy a policy that starts off with $300,000 of long-term care insurance. It would grow to over $600,000 worth of long-term care insurance by the time she's in her mid-80s. And if she lives until her mid-90s, it's guaranteed the long-term care insurance would be guaranteed to grow to over a million dollars worth of benefits. So, so I said, you know, just keep the money, keep that $135,000 invested with your, with your, your other investments and just, just take a little bit out every year to pay for a good long-term care insurance policy. And that made sense to her. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Long-Term Care Insurance Q&A podcast brought to you by ltcshop.com. At LTCshop.com, we compare all types of long-term care policies to help you get the coverage that's right for you. Visit LTCshop.com today and click on Policy Finder to get a custom LTC quote based on a few simple questions. If you found this episode helpful, go ahead and give us a rating or share it with a friend. If you have more questions about long-term care insurance, you can email me tweet me, or take a look at my book. It's entitled Simple LTC Solution, and it's available on Amazon. You can find the links for all these in the show notes. I'm Scott Olson, your long-term care insurance expert. Until next time, thanks for listening.